I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Shane McMahon is the best wrestler in the world. Whole wide world. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Lou Cohen. Well, at least I think those are right. I don't know what's right anymore. Welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Crown Jewel Review Edition, which, if there was any way to get us to stop thinking and talking about all those controversial, nasty things going on with WWE and Saudi Arabia, like the women's rights, like Sami Zayn not being allowed, like the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, the Washington Post journalist putting on one of the most bonkers pay-per-views of all time, well, I would say of all time, since this year's WrestleMania, is a hell of a way to do it. We're going to kick off with just one, just one of the many ridiculous things that happened on this show, and that is that Shane McMahon won the final of a tournament he was not in and did not compete in. For the majority of the night. He only came back two weeks ago. He was... <laughs> okay, so let's let's lay the cards on the table here. Yeah. We've gone through the stages of grief <laughs> and, and rage already. We've done the oh, rage. I never hit rage. Because I was never mad about this. I thought this was far too funny to be angry about. I mean, let's be honest. All right, let's be honest. Putting cards on the table... This tournament doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Like, it was never like whoever won this tournament was going to get a massive push out of it. It's not like whoever won this tournament was going to get a future title opportunity. It, the whole tournament didn't matter. It was there to fill time on a pay-per-view that was really only there for the main event. So, really, none of it mattered. So, for me, this was freaking hilarious. This was so funny. Yes, in, in a very sad jokes oh, on us yeah. kind of way. Absolutely. Like WWE trolled us hard. Yes. That this whole decision was done because of people like you and I. Because of the people <laughs> like Cultaholic. Because of the people who sit there and go like, God, Shane McMahon's the worst. He's just awful. No, and then they and they went there was like, no, he's the best in the world. No, no, do you see what I think? That this this is a this, that's a fun way of looking at it. I think there also might be an element of this is a good idea. <laughs> Well, in fairness, in fairness, 
it did get a pop from the crowd. The crowd were quiet for quite a lot of this show. But when Shane McMahon got in the ring, there was a chance of this is awesome. He did get a massive pop when his music hit. The crowd did react to him winning the match. So in some respects, it did work. Right? Like yeah. it worked some way. So should, should we break down? <laughs> the other part is, how has this been built? Quite ridiculously so, by not just saying it's the World Cup. It is the World Cup to determine the best in the world. Yes. That is kind of its actual name because they say that tagline along with saying the word, the phrase World Cup, every time they promote this match. So it is ingrained into you. Okay. We, and I'm not saying that the... the okay. <laughs> when the graphic just, came uh, up with Shane McMahon holding the cup and it says, Shane McMahon, World Cup winner, best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was roaring with laughter. We were all laughing a lot. <laughs> it's it's like it's like our friend who's a bit of a dick, but for some reason we hang out with them all the time, has run in, kicked us all in the balls, <laughs> and we've kind of found it funny. Or oh, I tell you what this reminds me of. This reminds me of when you're playing like a wrestling game with your mates. And your one mate, who you all think is a bit of a knob anyway, picks purposely the worst person. And you've all picked the best guys. you picked all the guys with the best stats. And you're all laughing and go like, what an idiot. You picked the worst guy there. And then he button mashes his whole way through it and wins. And you go like, I can't believe we all lost to him. Yeah. That is what this is like. And while that was happening, he was naked and <laughs> urinating on himself. That's, that's a more fitting analogy. So oh, this was, man. you know, this was... Let's just remind ourselves. <laughs> Shane McMahon was not in this tournament. <laughs> no, he was not. So what happened was, and bonkers outside of that, the finals of the Best in the World tournament was Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Like, come on. This tournament had Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle, Bobby Splashley. And it not came John. Not John. And it came down to Dolph and Miz. Come on. So anyway, that was the final. And like Shane came down to the ring because he was there to, you know, represent SmackDown and be like, I want my guy to win. And then before the match got started, uh, the referee was trying to send Drew to the back. And then Miz and Dolph got into a bit of a scuffle. Miz fell to the outside and he looked like he hurt his knee. So much so, so good was Miz in this segment. I thought it was real. I even said to you, I was like, oh my God, he's hurt. Yeah, and I said, you're a mark. Yeah, and then you were like, you idiot. It's clearly an angle. And I was like, and then after I was like, uh, yeah, when they started like filming them up close and him going like, I am okay. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, right. oh, no, I've never been injured. Yeah. Oh, this literally never happens. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay, so it is an angle. Yeah. And then you said. Miz did a good sell job. Miz did like, a great sell job. Yeah. It was just quite obviously a work, but it was, it was good. And then essentially what happened was just five minutes of like slow realization that Shane was going into the match. But we all, uh. <laughs> we all said, I think Shane's going to put himself into the match. And they were like, no, he's not going to, no, that, that's not what they're going to do. He's not going to put himself in the match. That'd be really weird. And then it was just like, it was like a ticking time bomb. The second like, passed, They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. it. Or, it or looks they, like they're going to do they, it. Or they might do it. Or they are doing it. Oh, they have done it. Oh, he's won. 
it, it was it was it was because like Shane McMahon's arguing with the, the referees like talking to Greg Hamilton, the ring announcer, saying we're gonna like Miz is gonna have to forfeit this match. It's gonna go to Dolph and Baron Corbin's there. Raw general manager going oh, 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 oh. Uh, the Raw general manager and the SmackDown commissioner because the other authority figures are women. So and like uh, just an, uh, there are so many things to unpack here. The host was Hulk Hogan. That's one of the other things that happened. Why isn't he out here? This is the only host-like job he had, really. Yep. But but he was just opening the show. Nothing else. He literally came... He flew all the way to Saudi Arabia to say, Hello. I'll be there for you, brother. And then left. There was like, can you need to say, Dude, brother, Jack, at least three times each, then you can go. (laughs) Uh, It's just too ridiculous. So, Shane McMahon is talking like he's there going no don't call off the match no Miz can like I can't have the Smackdown guy lose the World Cup to determine the best in the world and we're just me you and Andy Datsun are like no no (laughs) (laughs) and then like Shane it was such a goofball sell job of wait a second I'm going to have to volunteer myself yeah Matt LeBlanc himself got into the ring and they announced Shane McMahon has taken his place. The very <laughs> first thing that Shane McMahon did in this match is punch Dolph right in the face. Oh. Like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Boof, right in the Stiff. Fu- like, not a worked punch. He literally yeah. punched Dolph right in the face because Shane gets too excited. We all <laughs> remember. I'm going to win. I'm going to win, win the best win, in the win, world. He, he, oh. I think to Shane, this is real. Like, he's like, I, I finally get the clarification I've always deserved that I am the best wrestler in the world. I went toe-to-toe with AJ Styles at WrestleMania last year. I do MMA. <laughs> uh, so, Mama. Yeah, this is... Uh, and it's... So, let's... <laughs> his show is based around... The Land of the Opportunity. opportunity. Yep. Because we were like, well, at one point we said, well, maybe he's going to bring back someone else. Maybe it'll be a surprise entrance yeah. into the Best in the World tournament. And then, no, it was Shane. Get a pop for Rey Mysterio. Yeah, or yeah. or a complete surprise. Like someone from the SmackDown side, an R-Truth or something like that. And he can come out and just have... R-Truth versus The Miz. That's yeah. actually something that's been built up on Dolph TV. Ziggler. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, this was the other night of the year where Raw and SmackDown starts to go head-to-head in direct competition. So, so you've got the whole Shane thing, which is just ridiculous and funny and laughable. In, like, you know... A fun way for us, but actually, like, if you're watching this as someone who isn't obsessively into the goofy side of wrestling as us, they're going to turn off, I think. Or they're gonna, they're either going to stay with it and go, that was fun, like the Saudi Arabian fans who were loving it. Or they're just going to go, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this doesn't take itself seriously at all. So the, the other, like, beyond all that, psychologically, having a heel versus heel final, Dolph Ziggler and The Miz... And running an injury angle with the Miz for Shane McMahon to valiantly step in, that like psychologically, that's skewiff. You it should be a babyface. Imagine if that's Rey Mysterio, yeah. a history of knee problems. Exactly. He's like, oh my knee. And Shane's like, I'm gonna fight this for you, Ray. And you're like, Yeah, Shane is doing this for Ray, but now you've got Oh, Shane's just kind of doing it for himself. Yeah, so it's like Shane it it was what Kevin Owens has been saying all along. Shane yeah. McMahon is an egomaniac. He's made the whole show about him. 
And, every, and remember that was the whole thing. Shane was the baby face in that storyline. And yet here we are, months, le- months down the line. Shane's been gone for ages. The first thing he did when he came back is insert himself into a tournament he had no business being a part of and has become the best in the world. Yeah. He can now officially say in WWE canon, he is the best wrestler in the world. This is hilarious. It's um, so weird. What a weird night. It's very strange. What a weird But evening. again, again, it's the perfect PR play. <laughs> We're not talking about the murder. No. We're not talking about the women. We haven't even talked about Brock Lesnar yet. Yes. <laughs> that, that, like, real-life concerns are now buried so deep in this wrestling nonsense. They are geniuses. This company oh is God. stock full of geniuses. We've been worked. We've all We've been, been absolutely worked. <laughs> all been worked. Uh, so, yeah, so the... Like you said, the bell rings. <laughs> Shane hilariously just punches Dolph right in the face for real. Tato farm a all the way. A few more in the corner. They look Tato like and Leek horrible. Soup all over the show. And then Dolph bounces off the ropes, comes back. Shane hits this massive elbow into his face, and we're just like we're wincing and <laughs> laughing at every move. It was I mean, like we were saying. It's a shame the live stream didn't work today. That was our plan. Uh, and we were like, God, this is a boring pay-per-view. Probably good we didn't live stream it. And then this match happened. <laughs> we had so much fun. <laughs> Michael Cole is screaming on commentary like, how is this right? How is this being allowed to happen? You said, has Michael Cole gone heel? I was like, no, he's just got brand loyalty because he's an yeah, idiot. He's a raw guy. Baron yeah. Corbin is, you know, kind of egging up the SmackDown side of things. But like, I'm, I'm for once... Corey I'm- Graves. What's nice, Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin? For once, I'm there agreeing with Cole. Like, how is this? Why isn't anyone putting a stop to this? Isn't there anyone more senior there? <laughs> that photo of Shane McMahon backstage holding the cup. Okay. Bear in mind, his match was like maybe two minutes long. Pouring with sweat is Shane McMahon. Pouring with sweat. Well, th- well, let's talk about the ma- the match. You know stiffs everywhere, and then Shane hits this coast to coast. But again, again. Dolph has wrestled three matches now. <laughs> He's the heel. He's the heel. Shane McMahon has just walked in like, don't worry, I got this guy. Fresh as a daisy, Shane McMahon. And he hits this coast to coast, which, you know, I actually always pop for. It's a cool move. And he he, he wins. And uh, I've just written here, re-signed, they said. You'd be in the World Cup finals, they said, for Dolph. Uh, little did he know. But then, and I went back and I timed this on the network. Shane McMahon then celebrates, well, like he'd just won the, the World, World Cup. Cup for three minutes <laughs> and 15 seconds. He celebrates in the ring. He goes around and high fives everyone outside the ring. Then he is given the trophy and he celebrates again inside Pyro, celebrates outside again, celebrates up the ramp. Does lots more celebrating. You can hear him as well going, yeah, yeah, SmackDown's the best. And it's so unconvincing. It's so goofy. Three minutes, 15 seconds. Do you know how long Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman went? Oh, no, I didn't even think about that. How long did it go? Three minutes, 20. (laughs) (laughs) This show was incredible at the end of the day. Oh, for all the wrong reasons, like. But, um... (laughs) Shane is Crown Jewel's Nicholas. Is this... This is WrestleMania 34's Nicholas Is this a storyline? Is this going to build to a storyline? Or is this just going to be forgotten about come Tuesday? I don't know where they go from here. 
like because Survivor Series, there is a Raw versus SmackDown element to this. There's the whole Baron Corbin thing. So how, yeah, how does maybe Shane wa- play into maybe this? Maybe Baron wants the World Cup back. I... And that's what the Survivor Series thing is actually for. Or I can actually almost see this being quite a good bit of character for Shane McMahon. Imagine if he's always walking around backstage with the World Cup. And like just standing there, even when he's doing his GM stuff, <laughs> like coming out with the World Cup, just setting it down beside himself and then going, what up, Delaware or whatever it is. And then as he leaves, just picked up the World Cup again, holds it above his head and then leaves. What a wonderful character thing that would be for Shane as a heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does not work as a baby face, but as a heel, that's funny. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Like when he's running around for these three minutes, 15 seconds, it's to such an overegged extent. That it's B team. It's like a B team celebration. But they're baby faces. Yeah, they're baby faces. But they're, they're, it's an obnoxious heel celebration. Is it what is. Shane McMahon did. Yeah. And I just like either either we all wake up from this weird dream <laughs> where Hulk Hogan was there and Brock's champion again, and oh. Shane McMahon is the best wrestler in the world, and that particular part isn't canon, and we just move on. <laughs> I, but I agree. I think you now turn Shane heel. Yeah, but that it, does mean more heel authority figures. But we've got Paige as the baby face. I know, GM. but then you get that horrible dynamic as the McMahon slowly swamps whoever's oh, beneath them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ah, but uh, so even scarier at the end of that was there was an hour four minutes left for the final match <laughs> the of Taker Kane and Sean and Triple the H. The Discord chat was everyone's going like. There's an hour left of this show. Dan, the mayor of Painesville, was terrified that they were all going to. The whole match was going to go an hour. Yeah. And thankfully, the show ran short. But well, and we'll come on to possibly why shortly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So before we get on to the pre-show, I'm just going to say my note here that Luke, <laughs> Luke just saw. I uh, forgot yeah. to say. This pay-per-view is my drunken uncle at Christmas. Has a bit too much to drink. Says some offensive things he shouldn't, but ultimately is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the pre-show had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. This feels like a long time ago. Oh, God, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and this was a match added late, so we never did the predictions for it. No, we didn't. But if we did, We'd have said we would have Nakamura. both said uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who won and yeah. retained his United States title. In quite... In, in, uh quite a creative way um rusev yes. locked in the accolade and actually like rusev had a couple of like he had a really good near fall off a match kick yeah nakamura had a really great late kick out and then he locks in the accolade you and datsun both went like he's winning because he went, he's like proper cinched in there are there are different versions of the accolade yeah. there's the accolade that i'm not fully gonna lock him because i know they're getting out of it and i don't want to make the move like rusev's smart yeah like i'm not gonna make this look like super accolade mm-hmm. because i want to protect super accolade yeah but this looked like super accolade and we're like he's in the middle of the ring really it was just some very good camera work yes because the camera then just goes back and nakamura reaches for the ropes and Ah, I didn't see the rope just above the camera. Yeah, but that, yeah, I yeah, that was a that was a good near spot. But then Nakamura scurries back, and in scurrying back, sits up. His head hits him right in the Bulgarian brutes there, yeah, and he sells it. So it's an accidental low blow, mm. but accidentally on purpose. Kind of, a, I thought it was a very creative finish for for Nakamura, like carrying on that his you know uh, phenomenal ball arm that he was doing uh, throughout the the earlier part of this year, and he retained the title. Um, yeah, Andy Datsun pointed out that. Um, Nakamura is now doing standing Kinshasa's, which you correctly put out because it's less effort. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to put the effort in? Uh, but yet, like Nakamura had this beautiful look on his face just as he's about to hit the Kinshasa. He just, you know, like the referee's like, "What's going on here? Was there any anything untoward?" Yeah. And Nakamura's like, "No." Referee turns his back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there was. laughs> uh, and why then, isn't yeah. he on TV? Any like, why oh, isn't he on TV? And you know what? You know what's even worse is that. Now it's Survivor Series. Nakamura hasn't had a storyline even before winning the United States belt because really that storyline was Jeff and Randy. Yes, true, yeah. And uh, now he hasn't got another storyline because it's two weeks of an interbrand match with the IC champion at Survivor Series. Though, Seth versus Nakamura is a match I does sound quite good on. Totally, paper. totally. God, is that, so I guess Nakamura's always been on SmackDown, so this is a first time ever. In WWE, In, in yeah. WWE. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if they fought... Uh, bef- they might have done their might have done elsewhere, but this was the first time we saw what the broadcast would look like. And Renee Young, you know, she was a, a lady person on a show where ladies weren't allowed, not even interview like interviewers and stuff like that. And she was pretty covered up. She yes. had the turtleneck on. Yep, had her hands covered. And even like yeah, that. one of those tops where the you get a little glove mm-hmm. in with the top. Yeah, but she was there. She was we, there. We theorised that they like they she they said they she was going to be part of the announced team, but the, the announced team might not have actually gone, and mm. they would have just done things as VO. Wouldn't be the first time WWE <laughs> have done that in the past. Um, so it was actually surprising that she was there. A nice surprise that she yeah. was there. Yeah, I mean, 
it's good that she was there. Still, I thought she added very little on commentary. I like the bickering between her and Corey. Yeah. I much prefer the bickering between her and Corey than I do Corey and Byron. Because Corey and Byron seems malicious. Yeah, but... <laughs> That's I, a, that is tantamount to bullying. Yes. Whereas, like, they have quite good banter back and forth. It's, it would be okay if Byron was occasionally good enough to get one up on Corey. Yeah. But it isn't. It's but, just like, it's just... Because Byron's character is to go, Yeah, pancakes! Yeah. And that is essentially all he's there to do on SmackDown. Uh, also, in the crowd, I noticed it It didn't look full. No. Uh, there were lots of areas in the back, uh, sort of... But is that just because... Seating. Is that just because they've, like... And it's weird. We noticed this at the Great Royal Rumble as well. People don't stay in their seats. It's a lot of milling mm. around. It's a lot of moving around. It's a lot of, like, oh, I need to go and talk to this person because I've got some business deals to, to do with them or what have you. So, like, it never feels like anyone's really watching the show. Oh, they're drinking oil. <laughs> More oil, please. Yeah, handing over plutonium yeah. business cards. Um, so it doesn't really feel like a lot of people are actually there for the show. Like, they're just taking mm. their kids there. And it's like, well, you go off and enjoy the thing now. I've got to go and speak to this person over here. Yeah. Like, a, like a business function Yeah, that yeah. happens to have wrestling. Which is crazy because those seats look really comfortable. Oh, Again, they were like a the sofa set. So comfy. Why would you leave those? Well, we said, like... I'd snuggle down. I'm always terrified to go to a WrestleMania show because it's, like, you know, 12 hours long. And you've got to sit in those seats for 12 hours. Yeah. If I'm going to sit on a long WWE show, I want it to be comfy. Uh-huh. Mm. But then uh, after that, we got, you know, a bit more pre-show green screen stuff. And then we got Hulk Hogan's return yeah. in the arena itself. Uh, he comes out and he's he just like says Hulkamania is stronger than ever right here in Saudi Arabia. Like, no, right here, here at, at Crown, Crown Jewel. Jewel. Yeah, he never said in, in Saudi Arabia or mentioned the building, I'm presuming because he didn't know where either what the country was or what the building was called. So he just like, just kept looking up to the screen and seeing Crown Jewel and be like, I know that word, brother. I'll just say that. The Silver Dome. It's just like <laughs> someone's always on the back of his shoulder going, it's the Silver, Silver Dome. Dome. Uh, but he, I, I mean, or... Like we, we like to make fun of Hogan as this bumbling old fool, but the fact of the matter is he is also very politically astute and he'll know about the Saudi Arabia stuff. He will know that he got some heat about saying, can't wait to go to Saudi Arabia just like two weeks ago. So he probably thought, I'm going to spin this the Hogan way. And, you know, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm me personally, I'm not offended by him being back. I can see why people are. I can see why people aren't. Uh, uh, I, but like I just I just don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I no. don't care about him being back. Well, that's it's it. Hulk Hogan. I'm, yeah, I mean, like I if if I was in charge of the company, I probably wouldn't have brought him back because it brings nothing but bad PR with yeah, him. Yeah, it it's a it's a bad it's a business. Bad, decision. It's a bad business yeah. decision. But for me, as a fan, like I stopped caring about Hulk Hogan many many years ago. He was one of the reasons why I stopped watching after the Attitude Era ended. Like when he came back and he won the championship mm. in two thousand two, I was like. Yeah, I think I'm done with wrestling now. Yeah. And that, that was one of the reasons I stopped. So, that and Raven leaving. So, I just, um, so, I, I don't really care about Hogan. Yeah, he, he's, and it's not like he's, he's as a character that's evolved. He, <laughs> he's he's still, the opposite of Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, red and yellow Hogan. Yeah. Hulkamaniacs. He said brother. Too many times even for a Hulk Hogan promo, I thought. And before anyone says, oh, but the NWO, that's where he changed. He didn't. He still <laughs> was Hulk Hogan, just in different colours. Mm. Like, he was the exact same character, brother, 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 dude, Jack, just in black. But he did bad things. 
But he was still but, Hulk but like delivery and promo went. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the idea. He was meant to be not a wrestling character anymore. Yes, uh, but he got a ton load <laughs> of pyro. Yeah, did he get the pyro? Or did the show get pyro? Oh, interesting. What yeah. an existential question. Because <laughs> when he came out, quite a lot of pyro. And we were like, blimey, that's a lot of pyro. Yeah. That's that's a pay per view amount of pyro. Then when he left. Like the world almost exploded with the amount of pyro that went off. It was insanity. Yeah, it was. It like, yeah, the the world nearly went off its axis there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it, it was Mohammed bin Salam they showed in the crowd, was it? It was indeed. Yeah, probably one of the biggest pops of the night. Yeah, so that is the crown prince, and he the murder. He, he just goes. Like that. That's like no flexing, no no Hulk Hogan poses. I was disappointed. Uh, then Renee was asked, "Are you excited?" And she goes, "Oh, you're talking to me then?" No, yeah. And she, she goes, "I'm I'm freaking out." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I bet you are." <laughs> uh, but then, but then we got Rey Mysterio Sorry. versus Randy Orton. So this was the first match of the World Cup. So the all the way back in the quarterfinals. Yes, big quarterfinals. On the SmackDown side of things. And I, I, as boring as a lot of these were, I love one-night tournaments. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And I would say this was the second best match of the tournament. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah this was... I, I, I raised so good at being a, a babyface. And I thought Autumn was just lapping up the heat. Because, because like, I mean, I guess because Saudi Arabian crowds aren't as used to seeing wrestling as much as we are live, mm. they are easily worked. We saw this in the greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view when John Cena and Triple H did very little in the ring. But people were going crazy like audiences used to back in the 90s because all this stuff was still relatively exciting. Yeah. But when you've seen Canadian Destroyers on the apron as a setup move... In the opener. A shoulder tackle isn't that hot. Yeah. Uh, but here, like, you, you know, Randy Orton was just doing all his usual Randy Orton stuff, but was getting nuclear heat. And Orton can pace a match really well around that. Uh, and he hit this beautifully timed drop kick yeah. on Ray coming off the top rope. Totally. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, th- you're right. This was good. And Ray won w- with a roll up. Yes, and then Randy beat him up after the match. And that was when I thought, cool, so Ray's definitely going through to the final. Then mm. they'll tell the underdog story of the injured Ray always battling the odds, trying to get to the final. Because I, I had Ray pegged. Well, I mean, I thought Randy was winning. Clearly, I'm terrible at picking winners. But I thought, like, at that point, I was like, well, surely Ray has to win then. You tell the underdog story. Yeah. So it seemed, in hindsight, this beatdown seems even weirder. Unless they're setting up a Ray Randy feud. Yeah, which is what we've been speculating on for a while. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah, you're right. The whole Miz or my ankle thing does come out of nowhere because that was not set up. No. But if that was Ray, yeah. who had been beaten up here, and then you know you could beat him up, Miz can go after him in the second match, and he finally succumbs right out the gate here. Maybe after attack by Drew. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Also, with speaking of the Miz thing, why didn't they play up on his larynx injury rather than yeah, sell the ankle? Yeah. Why didn't you do that instead? Because that was something that happened. Genuinely, and they're like, oh, uh, plans. No, let's just <laughs> carry on with the plans. Tunnel, we tunnel had. vision, tunnel vision. Uh, but yes, this was was quite enjoyable. But it also could be because it was only the second match, <laughs> yes. and I hadn't got sick of the. Se- Honestly, that so many of these 
matches before it went booking crazy was so boring he works over babyface yeah this babyface yeah. makes comeback because here's the thing now we're going to talk about the next three matches there is so little to say about them so little to say because they are remarkably boring yeah next up we got miz versus jeff hardy which might have been the worst match I, this was very boring mm, yeah. i, I thought i didn't think they gelled well together at all I just got nothing to say about it, to be honest. Yeah, like not a lot happened. They had a match and Miz won, which was uh, the kind of was it kind of surprising. I'm looking at my notes here. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So much pyro for Miz. I've got. I thought Jeff, Jeff did Matt's delete headbuckle bash. Jeff felt that he was at half speed. Yeah, in the match, like it wasn't Jeff at full. Jeff, he's. I, I said to you in in the when we were watching it, like. Jeff used to wrestle with so much air. Like, yeah. that was the whole point of him. He'd get so much height on things. But now it feels like he's, his pockets are full of stones. When he falls on the floor, he, he falls like a bag of stones. Yeah. As opposed to these, like, more chaotic things. It just, it's, it's not... I don't aesthetically like the way Jeff Hardy wrestles at the moment. Do you remember, like, Jeff in the dark days of TNA or the dark days of Jeff Hardy yeah. in TNA? And, like, he was just wrestling matches. And I was like, God, this is just a bit sad to mm. watch. Jeff still feels like that now, only he doesn't have the drugs anymore. Yeah. It just still feels a bit sad. So, so it's just, yeah, it's just like, oh, he's old. It's just Rather old. Than, yeah, oh, it's, it's just old. It's a bit sad. It's a different kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a, a fan in the crowd wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt. They get everywhere, then. Yeah. Smarks. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, it just ended up with... Uh, Miz reversing a twist of fate into the skull-crushing finale for the victory. It was a match. Mm. Then we got the raw side of the, the quarterfinals. Seth Rollins took on Not John Lashley. Uh, and, yeah, that, this, so the, the, Greg Hamilton announced everyone for the World Cup matches with their full list of accomplishments. So, uh, yeah, like... Jeff was so this, 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 this. Randy so multi-time was this, world this. champion, blah, 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 blah. Intercontinental exactly. champion, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it comes to Bobby Lashley and he says, former ECW <laughs> champion. <laughs> we all care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th but that was, you know, most likely to just explain to everyone in the audience. This is why this is a big deal. This is why these are the best in and the world. You know what? When Shane McMahon came down, he's a former European champion. <laughs> he's a former hardcore champion. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with AJ Styles. <laughs> he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kurt Angle in 2001. That would, yeah, like all of this building up just makes that, just Shane McMahon such a big teabag in my face. And I've just sat there and licked. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the and this match was, was this actually this might be the worst match because it was just so boring. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the crowd were not into this no. at all because I think they were like, okay, we're going to tune out for a bit. Uh, and Seth, I, I thought well, Seth yeah. injured his neck on the dive outside. You said during this match, this is why WWE needs John Cena because a John Cena can come out and whip a crowd up into a yeah. frenzy. No matter where John Cena goes, he can get reactions out of people. Even if a crowd is completely dead, John Cena knows how to work a crowd and how to manipulate them. And that this tournament really was almost missing that presence. Mm, yeah, totally. And, but, you know, Seth won with a stomp. It was very short, but reportedly Lashley is injured, which might explain the shortness of the match. Yeah, like he was meant to be ridden off of Raw two Mondays ago. Mm. Uh, but then they, Cena said, I'm not doing Crown Jewel, so they had to kind of give him a win this week. It'd be interesting to see where he Lashley... Win this week. He lost this week. 
Oh yeah, by DQ. by DQ. By DQ. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here because this we might not see Lashley for a while if he's going to recover from this reported separated shoulder. And finally, to see out the raw semis, no quarters, <laughs> we had Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle, which Dolph won. Yeah, I, yeah, this was surprising. I no, I we said on the prediction show, God, Dolph's only here to take a pinfall. He got through to the bloody final. He nearly won the thing. It's uh, yeah, even Miz didn't get through to the final. <laughs> no, no. It's a, like what a waste of Kurt Angle. Right, outright. Like what was the all the stuff he had, like the Conquistador stuff, the stuff he was doing with Baron. Absolutely none of that played into anything in this tournament. That was all for now. Yeah, and he just got knocked out. Uh, I think Drew got in there. He might have like cost Kurt the match, but <laughs> so long ago, so long ago. But like. Man, I was just, I was genuinely really surprised. I thought they were going to do Kurt Seth in the semi-finals. Oh yeah, well, so so I thought that, but at the same time, I appreciate them holding off on that match. Yeah, yeah. So there's that as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would hate the Kurt Seth match to be just this semi-final thing in a non-factor tournament. In a non, yeah, in in this thing. So I'm kind of glad in a way, but at the same time, what a stupid decision to have Kurt. He was there place. to be a name, I guess. Yeah, real uh, shame. He's a name. He's an Olympic gold medalist, crown and, prince. Yeah, and a former world heavyweight champion, oh, yeah. a former W. Like they didn't mention he was a former WCW champion. They mentioned last year he was a former ECW champion. Kurt. He's a he's a two time WCW champion. Kurt. Yeah, he won it during the invasion. Oh right, twice no less. Because <laughs> they were just <laughs> there's a point during the invasion. The actually do a podcast brought this up recently. Mick Foley cut a promo leading up to the Survivor Series before the in, like the invasion was over, saying like if you don't have a championship at the moment there's something wrong with your mm. career because everyone was just winning belts he's like we're living in a world where test is a t- is a double champion <laughs> uh so yeah there's not much to say about this match other than dolph likes sleeper holds yep ask him and uh that kurt did some good germans angle slam kick out after that which i i and then kurt goes son of a bitch and <laughs> takes his things off uh, takes his straps off the uh, just off Mike and he gets Dolph in this ankle lock in for ages and we were just like well this is the finish nope Dolph Dolph manages a zigzag out of that yeah uh, so yeah it doesn't exactly make Kurt look great at this point I'm like I need to restock on tissues because I got a bit of a cold at the moment I walk out for a bit I walk back in and then the new day are on a flying carpet <laughs> and they what came on like they came out and then just like rose and this flying carpet started going down to the ring. And I was like, God, this is moving slowly. It is going <laughs> to take a while. Like, I've never heard so much of their entrance music. Yeah. It just kept going. It went on for a while. And, uh, yeah, so New Day came out quite... Um, that was that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it was good, uh, yeah. But in, in this pay-per-view, a minor footnote of ridiculousness. Yep, they wanted to see a whole progressive world. Then we got Big E and... Uh, no, not Big E, what am I talking about? We got The Bar with Big Show, which I guess is just The Bar now. Still not Still not clear on that. And I thought that this is the first match with... Everyone being, everyone in the ring at least, being fit, current gen guys. Mm-hmm. And they still had a bit of a pedestrian match. Like, there was nothing yeah. to separate this from a, an episode of SmackDown. It really wasn't. This was, it was there 
like that's that's more or less yeah. you can say about it. It was there. Really good near fall. At Kofi's the end. great. Yeah, that, that's, that was my only note from this match. Really, mm. Kofi's very good. Yeah, there was a really good uh, near fall where where Kofi double stomps Sheamus off of Big E's shoulders, but Cesaro just in time. His timing's excellent for stuff like that. Uh, breaks up the pin, and the finish was Biggie's whipped into the corner, into the ref, but the ref was like, Cow was like, no, but Big Show knocks out Biggie mm. behind the referee's back, and uh, bro kick for the win. No, nowhere near the level of match these guys can have. This is New Day in the bar. Like, yeah. these guys could have an absolute barn burner, but it was, at this point in time, it was a match. Yeah, this feud Hell so show. far, yeah, this feud so far has not been New Day Usos. No, 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 no. in the slightest. I don't think it, it should be. Like, there's no reason it can't. But in fairness, though, nothing in the SmackDown tag team division has been New Day Usos from last year. Which like, is crazy because everyone's so talented in I that know, They've got an amazing set of tag teams on, on SmackDown, but, like, clearly Vince just isn't into tag teams at the moment. You can tell that on bloody Raw because yeah. their tag team champions are feuding. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, they might be making a new group i don't know we'll see what happens there uh then we got the semis of the world cup to determine the best in the world the first was miz versus Rey mysterio miz cuts a backstage promo with byron saxton before this yeah i missed this because i went yeah. to go make a cup of tea so he was really really hoarse his voice was like this uh when he was cutting the promo like a cane promo yes <laughs> and he blames it like he's he said I'm I'm going to come out and I'm going to win even though Jeff Hardy just mule kicked me in the throat. <laughs> and he said so that's the reason he was so hoarse and it seemed genuine. Yeah. And you like, believe it. Yeah, and you're like that sounds pretty Jeff Hardy wrestling. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Cuz Jeff's like my feet are going here. If your throat's yeah. in the way, that's your fault. So I um I actually quite like Miz and Ray yeah, together. Absolutely. I enjoyed their match on T was it SmackDown 1000? It was like the Miz TV segment. Yes, it was. Was that yeah. SmackDown 1000 on the week after? Well, that after? was a week after. It was a recent episode of SmackDown. I think, like, for Miz's style of wrestling... Yes, it was, because Ray Nakamura was SmackDown 1000. Of course, yeah. So Miz's style of wrestling, I think Ray is a very good opponent for. Yeah. It, it just, uh, yeah, like, Miz matches in-ring aren't spectacular, although he did have a, some very, very good ones uh, over the last year period. But, like, Ray is really good to fit into the Miz template. Well, I think Ray is a really, really good, versatile wrestler. Like, mm. you can put him in, like, that main event of All In, where you just have to go around and do your big flip doos and whatnot. And he's great in that role. But against someone like Miz, he can have almost, like, a perfect WWE match. And, yeah. that, and that's what Miz... Miz his greatest skill in this world is he is the king of WWE matches. Yeah. If you need someone to go out and do the most WWE match possible, you'd pick the Miz because mm. it's the only thing he knows. Like he he grew he grew up in the WWE mold, so it's all he knows how to do is WWE matches. Maybe that's why this works so well because all the flourishes and the cool bits are kind of Ray. But, like, for some reason, that complements Miz's style really well. There's a bit right at the start where Miz throws Ray out under the bottom rope, and Ray just did like this really cool tumble and landed on his feet. And I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and later on with the, the alley oop and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this I, I, I enjoyed this. And it was what a bunch of false finishes. Yeah, because it really we was. all thought Ray was going to win. Yeah. And you had. Uh, like Miz cut off a 619 with a slam into the top turnbuckle, then did a skull crushing finale. 
we thought that was it was over, but it wasn't. Near fall, Ray botched roll uh, like a roll up by just slamming himself. Yeah, and then but luckily the air pushed Miz over. <laughs> it was very windy that, that day. Uh, then Ray goes for the six one nine, hits it, goes up for the frog splash. But Miz gets the knees up and rolls Ray up for the pin. Yeah, I thought it was a really, really solid match. Yeah. A solid WWE match. And your note at the end there is hilarious in hindsight. Yes. <laughs> because then we're like, okay, Miz is going through to the final. So he's either the best in the world or he's getting fired and going to Raw. So we were like, oh, maybe they need to put him because they need like a main event heel to go over onto the, the Raw side of things. Maybe that's why he's in the final. We, If only we knew... If we only knew what was coming in our, our wildest dreams. <laughs> uh, but then we got Fever dreams easily. Well, this was the best. This had the best match of the night in it. Yes. It just had about 80% of sleeper holds before it. Yeah. Eventually, this got very good. Yeah. Eventually. And, so, and, and at the start of this, because this is Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins, so I don't, I don't mean to oh, cut yeah. you off there. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. so Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. And at the start of this, I just thought to myself, I cannot watch these two have these two. I can't watch these two have another match. Yeah. They, it feels like they have had 800 matches this year. And I feel like I've watched all of them. And I, just, I was like, there's, I don't think there's anything they can do that would interest me at this point. And it was quite like we'd had a lot of boring matches up until this point. The aside from the the Ray Miz match, which was good, a lot of it I was I was really losing interest in this pay per view at this point. So I was like, God, now I've got to watch another Dolph Seth match. And as we said, the match itself wasn't great to begin with, and I really loved, but. It really picked up, and I was really getting into it by the end. Some really, really good stuff in this by the end. Well, Great like, series of near falls. Yeah, it's like was it was it not very good, or was it just exactly the same as the two hours of stuff we'd already had? Yeah, there you go. So it's like oh, I'm just I'm just a bit sick of the heel works over the baby face. Baby face makes a little comeback, back into the sleeper. Like it's not exciting to me. Maybe no. for one or two matches, but not for two hours. Well, that's it. Well, we've already said this about. We've always said this about WWE. Is that they don't have the variety like other wrestling promotions have. Mm. When they put a, put together a show, you have different flavors and spices in there to keep things flavorful. Here, they just it's every match feels the same. And especially in a one night tournament where you're seeing the same people, that feels yeah. even more evidence. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, because this was like the penultimate match of that series of people. Yeah. Uh, but Rollins might just be the Akada of WWE <laughs> yeah. because the last five minutes of this were excellent. Yeah. A great, great series of near falls, like just roll up trades. They did about 12. I, I lost count of flips into this, into that. It was excellent. And then, like, this great spot where Seth hits the ripcord knee. Remember that when he had the V-trigger? The yeah. knee as a finisher. And he just falls onto Dolph in, in sort of exhaustion for this really weak pin. But Dolph kicks out. And uh, at this point, we needed to watch Luke's news. So we'd muted the WWE commentary. That improved it a lot. It really did. Holy moly. Uh, but then, yes, yeah, Seth knocks down Drew outside. A great series of more moves. Then Seth does the, his superplex into a Falcon Arrow spot, which is reversed before the Falcon Arrow into a zigzag for a great near fall. How do they keep getting stuff out of that Falcon Arrow superplex spot? Like, how? Because he's amazing. He's so good. Seth is really good at riffing off his own moveset. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my 
you're going to have to take over the last bit. I just need to catch this snog. <laughs> As you can probably tell, Ollie is coming down. That's why I've done all the videos today, because Ollie is very, very unwell. Um, but yeah, like, and so Seth super kicks Dolph. And as soon as he hits Dolph, he dives out the ring to onto Drew, which I thought was really, yeah. really great. But Drew sort of pushes him off. Dolph hits the super kick and wins. And again, we were like, huh, all right, Dolph won. Yeah. Cool. I guess Dolph's really in weird. the final. They, and we said to ourselves, they've set up a heel versus heel final. I can't even imagine what's going to happen there. Where could they go with that? 45 minutes into this review, and we have only talked about World Cup matches, the and, US title match, and, and the, the tag, tag match. Yeah. So we've got three more matches to do. because Well, we already matches. covered the um, Shane-Dolph match in the Oh, opening. yeah, I forget that. Because I keep thinking, oh, we got Drew and Miz to come. <laughs> nope. Nope, we don't. Dolph and Miz, you mean? Yes, Drew and not Drew. Uh, then we got AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I said this in the review, but like this is the fourth match they've had since SummerSlam. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've had my fill of this feud. Uh -huh. I, I'd have much preferred someone else. It's, it was definitely the weakest match of the four because really was. several of those matches were actually really good. Really great. Uh, SummerSlam was good. Helena Cell was good. Yep. Uh, but here, it was bar the the opening spot where uh, AJ goes, no, Joe goes for this huge dive. Uh, like, you know, when he gets mm. real speed on it and just pushes AJ. AJ's elbow goes straight into the announcer's desk. Ouch. Busted open immediately, like bleeding for the rest of the match. And a few stiff strikes there. Really, there's nothing else to mention apart from that phenomenal forearm for the win. It was, yeah, a very, very boring nothing match a bland match mm. and like you, you can you think about what this feud has all been about like joe playing these mind games on aj infiltrate like trying to infiltrate his house the cops being called or whatever the hell happened mm. and like none of that factored into this match whatsoever yeah and it was it just felt like these two this was like two lads who have only met each other for the first time had a match like that's that almost felt like the story they told there was none of that drama that this feud is needed in which case then you may as well have put someone else there put andrade there yeah like, just as like a, an exhibition yeah totally yeah, and like and, and he and aj could have had a fun match but as it was it was I, it wasn't the worst match on the show because i think there were some of those first round world cup matches that were worse but it wasn't good mm. Yeah, there's an argument that the main event was the worst on the show, I think. Well, absolutely, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Unfortunately uh, so. Uh, so the, the, the nothing felt pay-per-view calibre, really. Yes, but then... But, whoa! If there was nothing to talk about the WWE Championship match, there was a heck of a lot to say about this Universal Championship match. So we've done this out of order, remember? We've done the final of the World Cup first. So imagine, like, that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. That was a, this was a boring show. It was a boring show, and then we got Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. We had just got pizza. Yeah. Andy Datsun had run out of the studio to go and pick up the pizza that we'd ordered, and he came back. He said, I really don't want to miss Braun winning the Universal Championship, so I'm going to be as quickly as I can. I'm going to be as quick as <laughs> I can. He's young. <laughs> he came back with these two pizzas. We sat down. We were all really excited, and we opened up our pizzas, and we just stopped eating because after a while, you were like, I couldn't take my eyes off what was happening on screen. And I kept saying to myself, I mean, he's not winning, though, is he? Uh. He's, but he's not winning. And then there was this little voice in the back of my head was like, but he is, though. Oh, oh, but he is, though. I called it. You did. I, I predicted Brock to win in Brock our prediction show. He always does. Yeah. 
so uh, that we, we can sort of do a recap, um, but Luke's going to have to do it. I'm leaking again. So Baron Corbin came out first off with the Universal Championship, the vacant Universal Championship, and he was there to present the, the championship. And like Baron uh, Braun and, and Brock came down, they made their entrances and they did the, all, the big introductions and things like that. And then Baron holds up the Universal Championship above his head, kind of like shows it to both the guys. And then as he's leaving turns around and he hits Braun in the back of their head with the championship. And that was the first moment that we suddenly, uh, where it was either you or Andy went, Brock's winning. And we always like, no, surely not. And then he hit an F5. But match starts. He, yeah, Brock hits an F5, Braun kicks out. Brock picks him up, hits another F5, Braun kicks out. He hits another F5, Braun kicks out. I can literally do this match. Well, well, the, the, the third one was... no. The, he hit the third one. The fourth one fourth, was the one. And right. then he, so he hit the third one. Braun kicks out. He then does a fourth F5 to the outside. And because he can win the title on a count out because it's a vacant championship, which was quite a nice little moment. I thought it was a great spot. That yeah. was a great spot. Uh, Braun gets in before the 10 count. They get sort of into the corner. Braun gets one kick. And you're like, aha, here's where the comeback Super happens. Super Braun. But he runs into a fifth F5 and Brock wins. Brock Lesnar is your new universal champion. The man who we thought was gone after WrestleMania. The man we were for sure was gone after SummerSlam. The man we were very surprised to see come back at Hell in a Cell is your universal champion yet again. Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. This match went three minutes, 20 seconds. It felt longer. Uh, In all fairness, because there was a lot of like... after an Drama. you could call it drama. Actually, no, no, no. I'll take that back. You can call it drama because it, it was because this was the match where I had my eyes glued to the screen yeah. for the most. It was it was nowhere near the awesomeness of Brock Goldberg at WrestleMania. It was nowhere near the awesomeness of Brock Goldberg at Survivor Series. It wasn't near the awesomeness of uh, Brock Roman at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Not this year's one, the other one. It was a bad match. And but I couldn't take my eyes off it. Well, I I don't know because it's a good. It's interesting. I don't know. I can't, yeah, I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. That's that's all yeah, I can say about yeah. it. It's it again. It's it's one of the many things on this show where you just like, I I kind of respect the balls <laughs> on you WWE for just doing this insane thing. And this is insane. Yeah. So that that opening of Baron hitting Braun with the Universal Championship and then Brock just looking at him and going, okay, F five and then kick out. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, awesome. I thought that was awesome. Hits a second F5. I'm like, hey, he's kicked out again. Okay, now we can get into the proper match. When the third F5 was hit, I was like, okay, this isn't... Like, that. that's too many times now. You just, you just jump the shark. I still thought Strowman was winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think I'd feel that way regardless. Yeah. Then you get the, the count-out spot, which I thought was really smart because... The title can change hands on a count out for once. Good work by the commentary team on yeah, pointing that point out as well. Yeah. And like this was and that's when we said this is so obviously a Paul Heyman match. Yeah. The the story is Heyman books matches around big moves. And in more recent years, he's made that very refined to literally just finishes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a finish only <coughs> match. Everyone doesn't like if Brock Lesnar only has one button on his controller, <laughs> and that is well he's got two. He's got that and German suplex. Yeah. So so uh, and but then he, you know Braun comes in does the even when he was fighting Brock off I was like but you've jumped the shark already so I'm not into Braun winning and I'm certainly not into Brock winning and then Brock doesn't even like Braun doesn't even get anything 
So Brock just... He squashed him. He squashed it, was, him. it was a squash match. And I... Oh, as funny as that is, from a well-done-you-trolled-us perspective uh, to WWE, I think it is I think it is hugely damaging. And yeah. Well, as we said in the review, uh, the, the, the in-four-minute review, Braun has now lost to Brock Lesnar three times. Lost to... Uh, technically four times, actually. I didn't even think about the, the SummerSlam one. So yeah, in the four-way, So yeah. he's lost to, Bra- to Brock Lesnar <coughs> four times now. Uh, the the SummerSlam match, the No Mercy match, Royal Rumble, and now here, and now he's also lost five Universal Championship matches. Obviously, the so those four we just named there, and the Hell in a Cell match against Roman. So and so now at, at six Universal Championship uh-huh. matches that Braun has now lost, like those aren't good numbers, and it just I think this is and because Braun didn't get anything in this match, it really damages him. And what are we building to? Like a Braun Baron Corbin feud? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's part of the reason this is so disappointing because Brock Lesnar's going to be tied up with the champion versus champion match at Survivor Series with AJ Styles. At least it's only two weeks. Yeah, and I do think that. But that, that means that's two weeks of Braun versus Corbin <laughs> yes. on TV of Braun hilariously tipping over Corbin's car <laughs> and all that nonsense we're going to get. Yeah. Oh yeah, can't wait for Raw now. But it's I, at least with AJ Brock, I do think AJ's going to get the win. Let's see. Uh, AJ AJ and Brock had a fantastic match at last year's Survivor Series. One of the best WWE matches of the year. Yeah, and I'm I'm hugely excited about seeing the rematch a year later. I mm-hmm. think that you know that's something I didn't know I wanted to see so bad. But then yeah, like what's Lesnar doing after that? Is he just gonna to have Lesnar win now after the belt was off TV for so long? And that did harm the product. I, I like definitely creatively, and you can certainly make the argument for actual ratings yep to do that again but for what seems like just the sake of a swerve is is enormously damaging Mm -hmm. uh and the whole Strowman thing if this was their first match i think this is a good way it's almost like he's got that out because he was attacked at the start and then you can build to a bigger match but that isn't the case Braun's already had the singles match. He's already had other matches with Brock, and he's lost them all now. It's been over a year. No Mercy was in October last year when yeah. uh, that Lesnar-Strowman match was. So this is this is not good. But I am certainly interested in where it goes next, but I don't know if that's from a genuine fascination or a morbid one. I don't think I am. I think I, I was... By the time... Roman won the belt at SummerSlam. I was so done with Brock Lesnar as Universal Champion and just not yeah. being around. I think a lot of pe- everyone was. At, it, I, it just got too far. Roman should have won the belt at WrestleMania. Yeah. I know hindsight is a wonderful thing. And yes, it was a wonderful, ah, we got you. We all swerved your moment. Grand, grand you fooled us all. That was such a damaging choice mm. because it drove so little interest for the rest of that, the rest of the months leading it's up to stalled. SummerSlam, it stalled it the main event. It totally stalled Raw, and and yet here we are again. Lesnar is the champion, and it's it's short sighted vision. I think this is a short sighted choice. It almost felt like Vince did this because it was the result that no one expected. But that's such a short sighted way of looking at it. Because now it's hot shot booking. It's hot shot booking. Yeah. That's what killed WCW was hot shot booking. It's like Brian Alvarez was advertising the death of WCW, which we've actually got up there um, throughout Twitter. Like every time W made a really weird choice, it was like death of WCW is available now to mm. see how these sorts of decisions killed a company. I mean, WWE's not going to die, obviously, but it it is a. I think this is a damaging, short sighted philosophy because 
where do you go from here? And where does Lesnar go from here? Where, does yeah. he go to UFC? Yeah. Or, or is he staying on, on, in WWE? But I, don't, but I don't care now. So then Michael Cole rather hilariously says, off the back of the AJ Brock Survivor Series announcement, Survivor Series is the only night when Raw and SmackDown superstars go head-to-head in direct competition. And then he introduced the final of the World Cup tournament, which had a Raw and SmackDown star. Go head-to-head. <laughs> in direct competition. In direct competition. That is WWE commentary and doublespeak in a nutshell. Like it's the, right in your face. It's it's right there. Like it's they they have these these corporate demanded things you have to say because that they've branded it something. Mm. And they're like, "Well, our marketing team worked really hard on this branding, so we've got to get this branding across even if that branding doesn't actually make sense in the context of something else." But you're like, "Well, that's what the brand that's what the marketing team have got to come up with, so we've got to say it." And you're like, "What this it doesn't make any sense." It runs really well with uh, 18 to 35 male demographic. <laughs> oh, that's great. But it doesn't run well with my credibility as an announcer. Yeah, well, he lost that years ago. Well, we already talked about that final. That is the one, if you missed it. Shane McMahon won. <laughs> the, and so here is a night. Hulk Hogan made his return. We had a series of boring World Cup matches. Then we got Brock Lesnar winning the Universal Championship, followed up by Shane McMahon, who wasn't in the tournament, winning the tournament. And at this point, you're like, this is mad. This show, like, you're not well. And I could almost believe you imagined all of this. Well, we got a... <laughs> like, if uh, you'd have said, I've just had this really weird dream where Brock Lesnar won the Universal Championship and Shane McMahon, I'd be like, yeah, yeah you, you're ill, man. Shout out to the mayor of Painesville, Dan, who got in touch with Andy after the Shane McMahon win and said... Uh, I'm watching this. Is this only on the German feed <laughs> that Shane McMahon just won? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a, that's a global feed. No, everyone's seeing this. Everyone's seeing this yeah. global pay-per-view event known as Crown Jewel. <laughs> so, yeah, like with all of that, which I have to say, when Shane McMahon won and after the, the Brock win, after what was a really boring pay-per-view. Very we, boring. We were having a whale of a time. I was roaring with laughter. But we I, were having fun. I was having fun by this point. Hey, they just want to have fun. <laughs> That's what Michael Cole would say. And then, out of nowhere, like, oh, yeah, and Shawn Michaels is making his in-ring return for the first time in eight and a half years. And, th- and I don't care. Yeah, it's such a shame that that really <laughs> felt overshadowed. Mm. Like, this is the first time we've seen Shawn Michaels wrestle in eight and a half years. Shawn Michaels, one of the best of all time. A man who... And that's not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole. He genuinely is. And he's stuck to his retirement. He's one of the few guys in this industry who are stuck to his retirement. He is done. He's not getting back in the ring. He has had money offers thrown at him time after time. He's always said no. This was the first time he said yes. And it's the one thing I didn't want to talk about at the end of this show. I want to talk about anything else. Like all the other mad stuff that happened on this show. And that's a real shame. That's such a shame. And then it doesn't help that this match suffered greatly by... Okay, so we think... Triple H looked like he injured himself. You noticed it first. Because we got a message from one of our website writers who said, I think Triple H has broken his hand. Because he was gone for a long time. Mm. Like, Taker and Kane worked over Sean for a long, too long, long yeah. time. And... We were, I was like, this is really boring. This is a very boring match. And I didn't even consider, like, well, Triple H has been gone for a long time. And obviously, he shows up and he's not moving right. Like, he does these moves. Like, he, he charges Kane into the corner, but, like, he just 
moves his shoulders like he shoulder tackles him in the yeah. corner more or less but like almost chest bumps and that was when our website right uh, our website editor said i think he's broken his hand but you said god his chest looks weird it was his left pec uh or maybe his right pec it was it was a pec and it just it, some, predator. yeah at some positions of his body it just looked like one of his pecs had fallen to the bottom of the skin yeah like if that makes did. sense yeah and I, that you know that's a torn that's torn pectoral so uh but, but that was just me observation and the fact that he, he certainly seemed like he was wrestling with a real injury because when he hit the pedigree on undertaker he couldn't lock it fully in like yeah. he barely got the arms up he barely went to his knees like to try and absorb some of the shock i guess yeah but he it, the match really suffered from it so we think where this injury happened was actually through some botches in of itself mm. the match fell apart when they all got out of the ring and they started to do some stuff around the table triple h bellowing spots of what to do next so so uh taker's gonna put taker clears the saudi arabian commentary table and he gets up on it with Sean. He's motioning to put Sean through the table, but Hunter saves him at the with last a, with minute. With a tombstone, no less, which yeah. would hurt Taker just as much as it would <laughs> Sean. But Hunter saves Sean at the last minute, and the Kane's down like on one side of the ring. Sean's in front of them, and Taker goes to Irish whip Hunter one way, and Triple H says really audibly, "The other way." Which you know always takes me out of the action. Not that I was into it anyway, because I thought the match was sloppy. In, at, yeah. but to this point regardless and then they do this like both men whipped each other yeah, and they I, ran side by side I think Undertaker thought Triple H was reversing but yeah. Triple H had no intention of doing that so they both yeah they both Irish whipped themselves into the barricade it was a glitch and it was a glitch because then Triple H just stopped selling it and he instantly such a professional was like I need to save this stood up went towards Kane so they can do a spot and Kane chokeslammed Triple H through a table but it wasn't the table that that Taker had cleared. It was the one with all the monitors yeah. still on it. And that is where I think the injury happened. Because, because he that, was moving fine before then. And that is when Triple H just disappeared from the match, more or less. And and there were, there's a bit, so, you know, Kane, Taker and Sean do a little bit of wrestling. I think Taker did this, you know, his, his leg drop on the apron on Sean, which is, always makes me wince now, given his, his like, hips, hip replacement. Yeah. But then Taker weirdly goes over to Triple H in a kind of semi-press-up position. And you can't hear what he's saying because of the hair. Uh, but Michael Cole is putting this over like, all the icy stare of The Undertaker. I'm like, Undertaker's not Randy Orton. No. He doesn't get down on like prone on the ground and stare at someone in the eyes. He was just going, is your soul okay? Which was like so weird because Taker never does. Like he's he sticks to his character yeah uh but you know, like it's it's tough uh I, you can't really criticize them too much because yeah no, that's it and it's remarkable that triple h wrestled the rest of the match if he did tear a peck that's i can't imagine how painful that is and then on top of that kane's mask fell off what that's, so yeah on top <laughs> of that that's ne i don't think that's ever happened in a kane yeah. match his mask just and because his hair's and attached his hair, to it as well yeah. It all just fell off. And then Sean did his moonsault to the outside, which did look impressive because it's Shawn Michaels doing a moonsault off the top rope to the outside. But you couldn't stop looking at Kane without his mask on and Shawn Michaels, his face just hitting so hard in the floor. And I just thought to myself, I want this match to end. I really don't want to watch this match anymore. 
because it just felt sad. I, I think the ages were 53, 53, 51 and 49. And, you know, those guys, you give those guys a, a half hour main event. Well, someone pointed out on Twitter that they were recently watching Survivor Series 1995. Oh, wow. And all four of these guys were on the cards. Uh-huh. Three of them in the same match. And you're like, that's 1995. And here we are. Years ago. We're in 2018, and these lads are the main event of this show. And then you've got Triple H tearing his pectoral. You've got Shawn Michaels face planting the floor. You've got Kane's mask falling off. You've got Undertaker whipping himself glitching and whipping himself into the uh, into the barrier it just looked really sad and then when like michaels finally gets the hot tag to triple h he's so slow getting in the ring as you would be because he's like and as i said in the review credit to him it's like the tag team match he had with triple h uh sorry with with austin against benoit and jericho yeah which i still to this day say is probably the greatest raw main event of all time it's definitely yeah if if not the top is definitely in the top five. It's like it's such a great match, and that was the match where Triple H tore his quad. But you, he, you can tell, but he still continues working that match. And you've got to wonder if that added more time onto his injury of his recovery. But he is a true professional. He is someone. It's not like when Sin Cara dislocated his little finger and <laughs> and called off the match. Yeah, this is a man who has torn his pectoral muscle. I can't even imagine how painful that is. I'm someone who's never broken a bone in my body or had any serious injuries, so I don't know how any of this is what any of this is like. I don't even have pectoral muscles, but I can't. I just cannot imagine the pain he was in to do this. So credit to him. But the everything, all the wind were knocked was knocked out of this match's sails. Yeah, and it's. It, it had a few cool stare downs, and yeah. the crowd was set me into it. But ah, just ah, it, it, yeah. it's past its sell by date. We keep saying on these reviews, and um, that that I couldn't work out whose fault not catching Sean properly was off of that moon moonsault off the top rope to the outside. Yeah, that I'm uncomfortable with Sh- Charlotte Flair doing that. Yeah, this is Shawn Michaels. And, and Charlotte always looks to land on her feet as well. Yeah, like when she does that moonsault, she lands on her feet and falls backwards. Whereas Sean was just like, nope, I am falling. My face is going to hit the floor. Yeah, and his face does hit the floor. Hard. And he gets up. And it is, you can see like this purple mark around his eye socket. He spent the already. whole... like He spent all the like, time he was just on the floor holding his face. just being. And I wonder if in his head he was like, God, it wasn't worth it. I... It's... He looked dazed right until the end of the pay-per-view when Triple H and Shawn Michaels were celebrating. They won. Not like it... I mean... I don't really care. Uh, I mean, I predicted it. Yeah, well done. <laughs> only, only to be Denny different. And uh, the, yeah, Sean looked like he was somewhere else. So hopefully, he didn't suffer a concussion. But really, it was Kane who should have been hiding his face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Triple H gets the hot tag. Just a series of, of very bad looking moves. What a kick to take his stomach looked just awful. But like you said, it's the the pec injury. And then they like who knows seven forty. Well, for our time. It was 43 minutes past the hour. That's not a usual time for a WWE pay-per-view to go off air, especially these days. So it could have been cut by at least 15 minutes. Maybe this match was meant to go an hour. Yeah. Well, and, with, and, with entrances, entrances, it would have gone about 40 minutes. Yeah, which which sounds about right for Triple H, really. That's, that's yeah. usually like his wheelhouse for pay-per-view events. Yeah, and their last match went half an hour, and there's four of them. Yeah. What could go wrong? That's more guys <laughs> to work more time, right? Turns out, everything. Like, <laughs> everything could go wrong. Uh, but the finish was cool. Uh, Taker gets Triple H in Hell's Gate 
which seemed to just be a cover of him saying, How is it hurt? Yeah. Are you okay? You're all right. Uh, and Sean breaks it up by super kicking Kane onto Undertaker to yeah. break up that submission. Everyone down, quadruple down, and then Brothers of Destruction sit up. That was a great spot. It was a cool visual, yeah. and Triple H and uh, and Shawn Michaels sold it really well, sort of like cowering into each other, being like, oh man, we've got ourselves into a situation now, haven't we? Yeah. But then he just did a weak, weak pedigree on Kane after a Shawn Michaels super kick for the win. That's it. That was it. And, and Pyro. That, that, unfortunately, that's Shawn Michaels' return. That's what he came out of retirement for. And that's, that's just a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, dollar. But you, you, d- you did do that for the money. He's probably was... got a nice house out of it. Uh, creatively, I don't think it was worth it. No, but neither do I. I, I doubt I would have turn down an enormous amount of money to do something like that too so that's why i'm working here it's a it's 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 a shame but an understandable shame Mm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.